ago, eight months and one day, Lawrence Meth's computer went ding, signifying he had a message. Hello, and good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it may be when you're listening to this. This is Jeannie Cisco Meth, and I'm so excited that you decided to join me yet again today. Let's chat. <laughs> so it is my 18 and a half year, eight month anniversary with my husband, Lawrence Meth. And we met online and I sent him the initial contact and said, hey, check out my profile. And he did. And we started conversing online. And this was before online dating was a big thing. You know, we met 19, it's actually 19 years, eight months and one day ago, because we dated for a year uh, before we got married. In fact, we dated 366 days to the day when we got married. So I met him October 12th, 2001, and we were married October 13th. And yes, it was a Friday <laughs> in 2002. And it has been one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. And the crazy thing is, is that I've been divorced twice. And so has Lawrence. And so we brought four children into the marriage, two from me and two from him, and four exes into the marriage, two from me and two from him. And we've made it. And not only have we made it, but we've made it with style and with beauty. And we are constantly asked if we're still on our honeymoon or if we're newlyweds, people can see the love that we share. That does not mean that we haven't had problems. My goodness, blending two families can be difficult. I don't know if you've been through that. Maybe your relationship has been like my current relationship your whole time. If so, congratulations. You have a beautiful thing. And may it always continue to bless you and those around you. Because I know that Lawrence's and mine relationship does. We bless people. How do I know? People come up and tell me. They're like, I love seeing you two together because it gives me hope for my marriage or or they'll they'll um make comments about how you know we just brighten up the room when we walk in or just little things like that and it's because we absolutely love being in one another's presence we love spending time together we love hanging out we love working together we love playing together we just plain love being together and I believe it's because we have learned how to communicate because communication is something that I believe everybody needs. And so if you find yourself lacking communication in any relationship, I invite you to learn how. For me, communication, the key to communication has been talking about what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling now, feelings for me were difficult. I'm still learning how to deal with these things called emotions. And I'm also learning how to feel them and experience them and communicate them. 
The first thing I had to learn how to communicate was what I wanted and what I needed. I had to learn how to ask for it in a polite and kind way. Not demanding, not persistent, but just ask. You see, I had thought that if somebody loved me enough, they would read my mind. They would know what I wanted. My friends, that is not true. If you have that belief, I invite you to change it now. Because no one can read your mind, especially not at the beginning of a relationship. Now you may, as you spend time together and you get closer and closer, you may get closer to reading one another's mind, but you still will not know exactly what the other person is thinking and feeling. You just may have an idea. So I invite you to always ask, to always look, you know, to maybe, maybe get an idea of what the other person is thinking or feeling, but then always ask for verification. Don't assume, communicate. And if you're the person that they're asking, be honest and open. That is what has made all of the difference in our relationship. Being able to talk about those tough moments, being able to talk about the hurts and the excitements as well. Being able to say, that hurt me when you said or did that. And then allowing them to make the decision based on what they feel. Just because I ask does not mean that they have to do it. And just because I let them know that something hurt me doesn't mean that they have to stop doing it. What it means is that if I let someone know that what they do hurts me and they don't stop or they don't apologize or they don't change, I don't need to change that person. It just means it's time for me to move on. I think far too often we don't guard our hearts enough. I think that we allow people to hurt us over and over again because we love that person. My friends, that is not love. And if you're experiencing that, I invite you to put some distance between you and the person that hurts you and to learn how to heal your heart. And then if that person is still there, awesome. Reconnect, try again, find out what has happened. Find out why they didn't respect you. You should not be hurting one another purposefully. And when the other person finds out that they said or did something that hurt you, there should be at the very least an apology and an attempt to change behavior. Changing behavior can be difficult. And so I don't expect it to happen overnight. And I do expect progress. And I do expect at the least an apology. You see, I make many mistakes. I screw up all the time. And I ask for forgiveness. First of all, from my Heavenly Father. And then second of all, from the person that I've wronged. And I try really hard not to do it again. My husband is the same way. When he hurts me, he apologizes and he says he's sorry. And he tries to make amends by not doing it again. Now, if it's something that he's been doing for a long time in his life, I know that's going to take time to change. And I'm patient 
and so is he. And if it's maybe something that he's just done the first time, then that can change quickly. But it's up to me to tell him that I don't like something and that I don't appreciate it. If you're staying silent in a relationship because you're afraid of what might happen with the other person, I recommend that you find someone that can help you mediate and talk that through. That's very important. It's important to learn how to communicate about anything and everything. The other day I was on Facebook and one of my acquaintances posted something that says, Hey, I'm getting married. I was so excited for her. And she said, What do you recommend to help us have a great marriage? And person after person after person said, Communication. And I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. Communication where there is understanding. Now you may have listened to my podcast from last week where you heard that my son and I were having some communication issues. We weren't listening or talking to one another. There wasn't understanding. And you know what? Sometimes the understanding is we agree to disagree. And sometimes it's a shift in perspective that needs to happen. And the important part is that both parties are heard. Sometimes I have to get a notebook. I have to get a little pad of paper that I write out the notes when one of my family members is talking to me. Because I have a tendency to go into mentor mode way too quick. And this person likes to tell the story and likes to go around. And sometimes I feel like we're just going in circles. And I used to interrupt. I don't anymore. Now I write my notes and my questions. And I let that person talk it all out. And then when they are complete, I ask my questions clarifying questions that says, Hey, when you said such and such, I didn't understand. What did you mean? Or here you talked about such and such, but it doesn't make sense when I match it up against what you said over here. And as I take those notes, sometimes I get ideas of suggestions that they can take. And I ask them, are you interested in some suggestions? And sometimes this person says, absolutely. And sometimes they say, no, I just wanted to vent. If they say, I just wanted to vent, I say, wonderful. I tear up my paper and we go on. And if they say, yeah, I would like some suggestions. Then I give them three to five suggestions. No more than five, three to five. And then I circle the one that I think they should start with. And I say, what do you think? And I ask them questions. And if they say, yeah, I can do that. That sounds great. Then I give them the paper and I say, good. If you need any help or if it gets difficult, let me know. I'll help you out if I can. That skill has helped me be a much better listener. That skill has helped me help family members And we communicate at a much deeper, more meaningful level. Maybe you need the same. I don't know. I do know that you need to communicate. 
Communication means that there is a sender of a message, a receiver of that message, and then understanding as well. You see, I think where we fall down in our communication is that we don't always check for understanding. We assume what the other person has said, and we assume what they meant. Years ago, my husband and I were driving in our car, and a semi went by on the other side of the freeway, and it had just this incredible paint job. And I said, oh my gosh, check out that psychedelic paint job. And my husband said, psychedelic hedgehog? What? (laughs) And so what we realized yet again was that just because there's a sender and a receiver does not mean there's understanding. It's very important that there is understanding. So I invite you in your communication that you check for understanding. And the way I do that is I just say, teach me back or tell me what you believe I just said. Or I just watch their face and I see how they react. And if they react in a way contrary to what I think they should, I ask them, what did you hear me say? And when they tell me, I know and I understand them better. Because what I say is not always what they hear. You see, we all have filters. We all have experiences that we run all of our new experiences through. And then our mind tells if it's, if it's good, bad, indifferent, one away, scary, whatever. And so I need to realize that when I'm speaking, somebody else may be hearing something different than what I'm saying. So I invite you to implement these communication skills into your relationship. Ask for what you need in a kind and loving manner, and then accept the answer, whatever it may be. Check for understanding. Make sure that the sender and the receiver are getting the same message. And then let people talk, share their story with you, and don't interrupt. And if they want suggestions, go and give it to them. And if they don't, let it go. Let it go. Then then you may need to go for a walk after. If they're not listening to you and you feel frustrated, go for a walk. Get it out. Talk out your feelings of frustration, anger, whatever it may be. To the outside where the trees and the plants can handle it and refurbish it and clean it up and give it back to you as oxygen. That's what I do. And I believe that's a big reason why my husband and I are celebrating our 18th year, 18th month, and one day of happy wedding bliss. And our ability to get through the tough times. That's my wish for you. Let me know if there's something that I can do to help you. If you're struggling with communication or you're struggling with understanding, please let me know how I can help. Jeannie at JeannieSiscoMeth.com is my direct email. I'll get it. Thank you so much again for joining me for another fabulous and beautiful day 
wherever you may be in the world. Take care, my friend, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.